I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. This is episode 184. Yes. 184. I was looking for my notebook. It was right in front of me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> we really need one of those little I got to get clamps. her. I got to get her a stand of some sort. <laughs> friends, if you want to go back and listen to all the other episodes where Caitlin did not have a stand couple ways you can do that. Primarily soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. That's where the show lives. Give us a follow on there. You get notifications every time a new episode goes live. Although I guess it's not even really the primarily way anymore. No, I think it's wherever people get most of their their podcasts. Wherever content. you get your audio content. Yeah. Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, yeah. Zap, <laughs> rotoncat.com. <laughs> Oh my god, that would be a ama- please. That could be the mascot. That could be the mascot. There's a rotund cat yeah. in front of us. I have new people in my life who have very conflicted feelings about the cat, and it makes me have very conflicted feelings about new people in my life. <laughs> Don't fuck wow. with the cat. Don't fuck. It's right there. There's a whole show about that. Don't fuck with cats. Don't fuck with cats. Anyway. Look us up wherever you get your audio content. Hit subscribe and every week brought to your device. You don't have to do a damn thing, your man's Chauncey Frostilicus the third, geek down internet elf. Riding the back of a rainbow maned alicorn named Philip. No. Brings those episodes. I told you last week not to do that. <laughs> and you know what, Jordan? Mm-hmm. That is exactly why I did it. Fuck me. <laughs> they will bring those episodes directly to your device. You don't want to do anything. Because if you're in Toronto this weekend and you're looking outside, the snow is actually blowing up. <laughs> it's it's a it's a Fun thing that happens winter in Canada. You know, you know when you like, you know, you go somewhere and you see a snow globe and you shake it and you go like, oh, that looks so nice. Be so nice to live there. Yeah, we live there. Yeah, we do. Ain't that nice? Yep. Especially when you have to travel in it, like this kid. Love you, Kay. <laughs> Thank it's you for okay. coming. I got my gear. She's very geared up. Like, no, no offense. Yeah. I hope I don't look like that in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at like that, a, like a bag lady. That, that, that medicine oh, ball bag sized bag <laughs> that you came in here, that child of divorce came walking in here with. This is so someone else. I stayed over at a friend's house last night and she mentioned as well the large bag. She's like, I worry about you. That's what she said. And I was like, oh no, it's okay. Uh, I'm used to this. I used to be called the bag lady when I was seven. Because I had to carry so many things back and forth. And my family, instead of being like, oh, that's a hardship our child had to endure because of divorce, instead made fun of me. Bag lady, <laughs> you go hurt your back. Bag lady Kate. That's, that's <laughs> Old bag one. lady Kate. Old bag lady Kate. If you would like to help interrogate Kate's childhood trauma, you can do that a few ways. Primarily Twitter. Get up off Twitter. At Geek Down Pod, give us your give us your I'm, theories. I'm down if you're down. <laughs> She's here for it. She's here for it. Benefits only cover so much therapy, so <laughs> yep. we'll take it to the people. If you have longer takes on this subject, you can email us, geekdownpod at gmail.com. Or you know what? Just uh, hit hit through the Facebook. Yeah. It's just Jacqueline. It's just <laughs> We love you, Jacqueline. We do love you, Jacqueline. It's just just us and Jacqueline. Like I even tried this week. I po- I posted the supercut of the uh Mando! Yeah, well, <laughs> to explain which, to people why we can't not talk about The Mandalorian without doing that? Um, it's that Which was amazing. And the problem is, is I want to like and share things, but when I do it from my phone, it makes it as the Geek Down podcast. Because mm. as you may or may not know, obviously Jordan and I both have access to it. But it, so, and we always talked about God, you never don't pull the curtain back, Kate. You, you don't. Well, you you never like your own stuff, right? That's not. It's not good. It's just bad form. Yeah. So I think so every, every so often I'm like, Oh, I, I really want to, but if I'm not in front of a computer, then, which I'm not usually, I'm usually from my mini computer, also known as a phone, which really we need to find another name for it. Cause nobody uses it as a phone. Um, then, uh, yeah, uh, I, I can't. So I would, I'm going to try and be in front of computers more often. And so I can, I can get it out to the people, the Facebook people, the Facebook people, which are not like mole people. <laughs> It's, yeah. Yeah. 
if you want to help finance Caitlin's uh, 19 computers she has to buy now, so she's always <laughs> so she always has one. Always in front of one. You have a couple ways you can do that as well. You can go to patreon.com slash geekdownpod. Give us a monthly contribution there. Or, or you can just buy us a coffee. Yeah. ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. As much or as little as you want. Like the man, the again. Man. Like, look, we recorded on Sunday. It came in Sunday night, so the new episode dropped, and we looked like in- ungrateful assholes. <laughs> but trust me, I blew up Caitlin's messenger, because Michael Castro... Like, not for nothing. Kira, Travis? Yeah. Real G's moving silence. That dude's coming for your spot. <laughs> oh. Just, just... Yeah. Waving bills at her face, just like, yeah. hope this helps. And it did. So thank you, thank Michael you. Castro. We appreciate you. We are very happy that you seem to enjoy the chicanery that happens on this podcast for an hour a week. I mean, I was going to say stupidity, but I mean, chicanery is much nicer. Chicanery is more polite. It's yeah. basic stupidity. I mean, we put it at the end of every episode so you can hear just the fraction of shit that does not make it to air <laughs> when we sit in front of these mics. But so thank you very much. We really appreciate it. We do so much as we do appreciate everyone who listens and parts with their hard earned cashola to help keep this endeavor afloat. Like when cords explode or which does happen, from time to which time. does happen. So, so we're double banking this yes, week. Yes. This was at Caitlin's request. Caitlin. Yeah. Why do we have to double bank this week? Because next weekend is an extremely important event uh-huh. to the Scottish. To the Scottish. Yes. I was going to say the, the anniversary of Voyager is this week, but so I, I don't know what I'm with, but no, it's for the Scottish. So I keep on bringing, bringing up like, oh, like next weekend's really important and people are like, Chinese New Year? <laughs> and I'm like, no, though they are on the same uh, day, I believe this year. It is Robbie Burns' birthday, also known as Robbie Burns Day. Wow. And I'm going to see um, my papa and... Uh, Stuart! <laughs> In Port Hope, which is a million miles away. And his beard. Uh, yes, my father's wonderful beard. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, it's just, it, it's hard, especially this time of year, if there is bad weather, to get back to do the podcast. So I wanted to have a nice weekend with my father. Probably there will be some ingestion of um, spirits. <laughs> um, spirits. <laughs> yes, Scottish spirits, specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and possibly a hangover on Sunday. So, yeah. How many cabers will be tossed? Um, none. Not interested. No. Cabers are tossed during the uh, summer games. Get your shit together, Jordan. Um, and so, no cabers. Caitlin, there's only one culture I can obsess over that isn't my own, and I've already selected it. <laughs> okay. Well, here. Here's a fun fact for people. Fun fact. Fun fact. It'll be a fact. You know what? I don't know about fun, but... You know what, Jordan? Mm. Fuck off. It'll be so much fun. Hit me. Um, all right. So uh, they do... Uh, so Robbie Burns wrote Ode to a Haggis. Mm-hmm. And they march a haggis throughout... If you're going to it at a hall or a room or a pub, they march the haggis throughout everyone with some bagpipes. And then they um, uh, read the Ode to to a haggis or ode to haggis um that robbie burns wrote also you know i don't know if anyone's ever said that the scots don't know how to party but they were wrong they're so wrong also you thought it was all heroin and getting hit by cars but it's actually also, so much more than that it's not even the scottish robbie burns is the first poet of russia huh yeah yeah so take that first poet of russia that's right comrade <laughs> comrade the russians know how to party <laughs> yes, they do. I don't know who's listening to this girl. Good, shut the fuck up. So oh, that is to say, because we will be out of time next week, we're going to keep some uh, some not time sensitive chit chat. Yes, for that episode. Yeah, come back for that next week. And this week, we'll drop some news on you. A couple things I found, most notably for the nerdy type stuff. So there's been some back and forth about this, and people are trying to not outright commit but it does not look likely that there will be any more watchmen yeah um when it wrapped it's been it was well established throughout the airing of the show that lindelof was it was a very strenuous process endeavor for him (laughs) um and i I can only imagine and he felt like he had one idea yeah and he told it and he did it and 
frankly, I think they dunked on it. I don't know. I don't know that we ever really talked about the ending of Watchmen. We talked about Mandalorian when it wrapped up, but I don't know that oh. we talked about Watchmen. We sell it, but we talked about it before the last episode aired, just to be yeah. like, it doesn't matter what happens at the ending. Yeah, they fucking the show was amazing, but the ending was great. The ending was great, and for a Lindelof show, like for you know, oh, he never wraps anything up. Like it's just puzzle box type stuff. Like yeah. this was pretty. I don't know that he left much. Well, there was a big question at the end. I don't even consider that a... I'm 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 hedging it because Mr. Malash is still making his way through it and maybe people are still out there. But I mean, I think it was pretty obvious. Huh. It, it didn't outright smack you in the face like a frying pan, but no. it's like... No. I don't think she fell in the pool. That's all I'm going to say. I also don't think she fell in the pool. <laughs> um, but he's basically said, you know... After he was, he told the press he was like decompressing and like he was gonna like start putting his antenna up again. And you know, if anything, mm-hmm. if anything came, cool. Right. But apparently, he has since had meetings with HBO to say like, yeah, if you want to keep going, it's probably That's fine, you're, you're welcome but... to it, but it's probably not going to be with but me. That makes me very nervous. But HBO immediately came back and said, I don't really know that we're interested in doing it without him. Ooh, that makes me feel better about things. Um, so, That's not like network TV. Because <laughs> the TCAs are happening right now where everybody like airs their wares for yeah, their television yeah. critics. And like a couple of weeks ago, it was FX. I remember we talked about how, you know, talking about Atlanta and coming back yep, and things like yep. that. Um, so HBO had their had their shot at the podium. And yeah, the, uh, the programming chief of HBO told USA Today that he found it, quote, difficult to imagine a show a second season of Watchmen without Lindelof. Lindelof. Well, um, I mean, that's good because that's better behavior than we usually see. I mean, money well, yeah. will ultimately be the decider here. But um, I don't know what what stories are left. I mean, if you can find like another pocket, but I mean, what, what made Watchmen so cool was that it did have tie both elements in it was a new story set in this world right that pushed the story of some of the original characters mm-hmm. along yeah. a little bit like unless you're like fiending for like your what happened to night owl <laughs> well story. i am caitlin, because caitlin what's up where dan at caitlin where is dan where is dan and and his dad bod <laughs> mm, sweet dad bod dan that's mm. <laughs> katie likes him i actually like them more Pudgy. than dad bod Pudgy. so <laughs> Yeah. You like more of a dad bod? Uh, more than a dad bod. Like, not more of. Dad bod's fine, but I like huskier gentlemen <laughs> that are tall and, like, <laughs> built to toss capers, basically, mm. and, like, push trees over. I can't even hear the phrase husky anymore because it's a joke on Detroiters. <laughs> <laughs> they keep calling. The little porkers come out, and it's like, no, no, we call them, we call them husky? Yeah. Oh, for, like, even the hands? <laughs> like the hands are husky, too? <laughs> Okay, uh, our bad. Um, <laughs> your, your girl likes them thick. Yeah. With three C's, I'd three say. Three C's. At yeah. least. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that's, I think we're in agreement that that's probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a rarity for like, that's a very British thing, I'm sure, but it's like, it's very rare for an American series, especially a successful one. Yeah. To be to like, not, you know what? Like, no, that's all right. That can just, that just can just know, be. Leave that there. That's cool. We'll just, you know, we'll keep breaking in the. Downloads for HBO Max or whatever drops next year. That's going to have, like, everything on it. But, yeah. Um, two more items of note that I saw out there in the world. So, uh, the AEW experiment is apparently being considered a success. Because TNT, the network in America, that yeah. is owning it. Sorry, this is All Elite Wrestling, the, uh, the upstart rival promotion to the behemoth that is the WWE. Yeah, that we have talked about and some of our favorite wrestlers have joined. Including Le Champion. <laughs> Chris Jericho. Oh, Jericho. Caitlin, do love her. That's a dad by Kate's about. Kate's about some dad by Jericho. Yeah. Um, yeah. And his list. <laughs> I like men who write lists. <laughs> so organized. Yeah. What's um, not to admire? And there have been, you know, haters want to hate. So there's been stories about how, like, you know, maybe the attendance numbers at the live shows were not what they wanted them to be. And, like, okay. you know, you see the what they call the hard camera, which is always the camera that faces the ring. Yeah. Maybe behind the hard camera. There's some empty seats. A lot of empty seats back there type of thing, tarped off areas, things like that. This is not new. The WWE has been doing this forever. Like their numbers been down too. Like, yeah. But yeah, TNT, the network that uh, airs it in the States has already like renewed them through 2023. Like they, they want this programming. Yeah. They apparently want a second night of programming. That makes me go. "Mm -hmm." Uh. Cause I enjoy the product, yeah. but like 
they have a relatively smaller roster, a relatively greener roster. Yeah. Like indie guys, guys who are not like... There's only so many Jungle Boys you can have. (laughs) Not everybody's going to be Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, right? Yeah. Um, And there's also so many pairings of that. Like, I feel like now, four months in or whatever, we've seen a lot of the marquee matchups already. Right. We've seen Cody versus Jericho. We've seen, uh, like, Jericho versus Moxley. Yeah. The former Dean Ambrose is, like, the one matchup that, like, we haven't really seen. But we saw those guys wrestle in the WWE all the time. Mm -hmm. Sure, we want to see what they can do in this new promotion without the... You know, like Rock Lee with the chains off, like they just right. with the weights off. See what they can do here. But I mean, a lot of the ma- major matchups we've already seen. Kenny Omega has deliberately taken like a down the card role because right. he doesn't want him. You know, he didn't want to be like he's the best fucking wrestler in the world, but he didn't want to be like all the way out there. He yeah. wants to like try to build other people up. Yeah. So people have been like, oh, maybe the novelty's coming off of AEW, but the they may not always beat the WWE. So I think I mentioned in previous episodes that, like, the WWE, when they found out AEW was going to air on Wednesday nights, were, like, through their farm league up. Yeah. Directly ahead of them. So it's like, oh, my God, it's the Wednesday night wars. Like, the Monday night wars, but not really. Yeah. Um, There may have been some nights where NXT has won in ratings, but, like, the 18 to 49 demo, which is, like... Yes. That's the money demo. Yeah. AEW consistently gets more viewers in that demo. Oh, I can see why. So even if... And this is what a lot of the commentary has been is like the WWE is not getting new fans. They're not bringing new people in. It's the same older fans that they've always had. Right. Anyway, that's way too much talk about the wrestling business. Cool. Congrats to all of them. This has been a success for them. Yeah. It's worked out. Competition breeds excellence. You just, you just need to bring up more of those, um, <clears throat> those wrestlers from South America. Luchadors? Yeah. No, yes. But like there is just... There's that whole, what was that league called? The Lucha Underground? Yeah. A couple of them are. I know, but they just, like, those guys are fun. Kate wants more. Kate, you're not going to get Prince Puma. I'm sorry. He's you under, know what? He's under contract you don't to the WWE. know that for sure. Um, and that's always been the story as well. There are a few people with contracts coming up. Mm-hmm. Notably, this tag team, The Revival, that's like Loki wanted to get out for like years. Yeah. Another guy, Luke Harper, got out last year. So we're just like waiting for his 90-day no-compete to come up so he can... Uh, so we can turn up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, once people start actively jumping yeah. from one promotion to the next, that's when it gets yeah. That's when it gets exciting. Um, and the only other item of news I had was a uh, confirmed second season of Made in Abyss. Oh, really? Made in Abyss was an anime we loved from 2017. <laughs> and it was so fucking weird. So weird. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> the blood. There were three episodes devoted to like tourniqueting and maybe chopping off this girl's arm. Like, yeah, and and body horror and weird body horror. And occasionally, Reg would turn his arm into that giant cannon. And it was dope as shit. But, it was dope as shit. Um. Anyway, they've done recap movies as is the usual yeah. in in Japan. They've done these recap movies. I think they may have done like a side story movie, so like original, but maybe not you know mandatory to like right. understand the plot going forward. And at one of these, like, live streams premiering the movie, they were like, oh, yeah, and by the way, we're doing another series and showed, like, a visual board or something like that. So, right. I mean, no date, no nothing, just confirmation that it's happening. Because uh, we love it when things come back. We do. We do. We love it. We do. Which could be a segue into updates if you have anything. I do have updates, but I have one piece of news. Oh, piece of news. I'm sorry. And Go it ahead. trumps all of your news. Jeez, well, it just like blows okay, it out of the water. Like, I like, don't do that to you. Like your like, news It's sucks not a competition. Compa- it is. It is, though. <laughs> God damn it. Ravenclaw. Um, so, more important than anything you've brought up. Apparently. They're making a national treasure three. <laughs> Damn, son. I don't even care about the details. Like, I... I... Isn't that like like the Nicolas Cage? Yeah. Yeah. So, National Treasure <clears throat> is... Is that the one where he stole the Constitution? Yes. Or the Bill of Rights or something? Yeah, shit? and there's like, there's a, like a, map a map on, on the back. Yeah. <laughs> like, some shit. I love these movies because they're ridiculous. They're like mummy movies, right? Like, they're just silly and ridiculous, and the villains are always, like, super over the top. But they get to, like, solve puzzles. And basically, I just we'll, we'll get more we'll get more into that later in the episode. But 
Yeah, but anyways, I just, I love movies where they solve puzzles and they have adventures and they have to go to all over the world and then they end up back where they started and there's like a thing with Benjamin Franklin's glasses and I just, I love it all. I love the cheesy cheesiness. I love the terrible acting. Um, I, Nicolas Cage is... Is Nicolas Cage in every that's movie? A, that's basically all you have to say. Yeah. I, want, I once, it never happened, yeah. but one time an old girlfriend of I, and I decided that we were going to have, like, invite people over yeah. and have a Nicolas Cage man movie marathon. Yes. Weather Family and Wicker. <laughs> okay. Nicolas okay. Cage has had a bunch of movies that were, like, the blank man. Yeah. Like, the weather man. Yeah. The wicker man. Yeah. The family man. <laughs> like, just fucking watch them all. I think it's a great idea. It is a great idea. Oh, man. I've had some, I've had some fucking... Next November Crapathon is going to be fucking litty. I'm telling you that. Oh, We're telling no. you that right now. I've had some, I've had some great, great thoughts about that. Oh, no. <laughs> um, all right. So, but you did mention updates. I did. Um, That's what we do. That is what we do. Um, so, as the folks know, um, I... <laughs> hey, folks. Hey, folks. Um, I love sci-fi. And particularly this past season, which probably should have lasted me a little longer than like two days, was Lost in Space, season two. Literally, the holiday season this year was Homer at the Donut Machine. It was like, you like sci-fi, do you? Have all the sci-fi you want. And just Caitlin was like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, because I loved uh, Lost in Space so much, and I I haven't seen the original series, Mm Uh, senior correspondent Chris was like, well, what about the 90s movie? Oh, no. And I was like, oh, is it any good? And he's like, well, <laughs> eh. like, like Matt LeBlanc is in it. And like, th- he named off a couple of people. Gary Oldman Gar- plays Dr. Smith. Yes, he? he does. Um, and he's like, yeah, they do like some cool things. And I was like, okay. And he's like, it was one of the first movies that really did a good job by and large with um like uh visual effects and i mean we talk about all the time about like oh there's no new ip anymore this is not a new phenomenon like at that era it was like let's find a 70s or 60s tv show and and there's the fucking there was the brady bunch there was starsky and hush there was lost in space it was like if there's an old tv show let's make a theatrical version of it yeah and and i mean he he did warn me like it's it's a 90s movie like it's not gonna be great um, but it was an experience mm. because there were some things that I was like, oh, that was actually pretty cool. And then there were some things I was like, whose decision was this? And why were they not fired immediately and like tarred and feathered the and 90s. like put on one of those horrible things that like stretches you until you explode? Like it, <laughs> there was this weird monkey creature and it, it was like a precursor to Jar Jar Binks, I think. Uh, anyways, it was just not good. Um, Soft pass on the Lost in Space movie? Yeah, don't do it unless you're really interested in, like, 90s weird sexism in movies. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and That's like... That's my favorite. <laughs> and, and the turning point for visual effects. Mm. Yeah, so... Yeah. Anyways. And, like, the kid who played Will... Just was like not engaging at all in any way. Like there's no charisma, and you really need your one of your main characters to have a bit of charisma. Yes, you do. You do. What? Nothing. Okay. All right. Um, it's called foreshadowing, yeah. Okay. And then uh, I watched. I'm going to save some stuff for next episode. But I also watched. Speaking of old '90s movies, Aladdin again. <laughs> Really making the most out of that Disney Plus. Yeah, I am. Um, I was actually I was going to watch the the new one, but it actually oh honey, it was it was. If someone told me it was really good, um, it hadn't come out at that time. It hadn't come out yet. It was on the Plus yet. No, it just actually came out. Mm. <clears throat> so it's there if you want to see it. Um, I haven't watched it yet, but I was like, you know what, I might as well just watch the old Aladdin. So I remember like what to compare it to. I was really heartbroken because there was a line I thought. In Aladdin, and I was like, oh, it's such a good line, and it isn't the line I thought it was, which is when Genie is playing chess with Magic Carpet, and he does the old, I can't remember the comedian's face, but he, like, changes. He's like, uh, I thought it was, uh, I'm getting beaten by a rug, because it's a carpet, and you beat a carpet, right? No, 
the line is, I'm losing to a rug. What the fuck, Disney? <laughs> what the fuck? You Why did you not hire 10-year-old Caitlin? I'm much younger than that. <laughs> six-year-old Caitlin to punch up your jokes, Robin Williams. Jesus. Really? You missed? And I was sure that's, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it to show up. And it didn't. And I was, I was very sad. Also, Jasmine and Latin fall in love really quickly. <laughs> Much quicker than I remember when I was a child. It's a Disney movie. That everybody just falls in love immediately. No, but just like one carpet ride? <laughs> Have you been on a magic carpet? <laughs> well, I mean, not, there's so many jokes that can be for that. <laughs> but I'm not going to. Mm. Mm. Uh, what about you, Jordan? <laughs> I don't know if I want to bring this up in the first or the second episode that we're recording today. Okay. But I feel like it's a hotter topic now, so I want to bring it up now. All right. All right. Caitlin? Yeah. I was not expecting to be so fascinated by Megxit. <laughs> what? <laughs> Actually? You know what it is? You know what it is? What, what, what is it, you crazy old bat? You know, you know what it is? Marie Kondo, quote, I love mess, dot Jeff. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I just love mess. Right. And this is so messy. It's, it's the messiest shit. There's racism, oh there's God, yeah. there's social climbing, there's there's sure you'll be independently wealthy, there's... <laughs> Sorry, if you don't care about the world's, which by the way, that's a stale take at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like Galaxy Brain is to be now to be like, you know, you know what? The worlds are awesome. Like, <laughs> watch the crown, get into it. <laughs> Just totally get fascinated by this, you know, decrepit institution further sliding into right. irrelevance every day. Like, I, I See, I don't agree with that take. What? I think the I think the royals are unbelievably important. They add so much to the, to the GDP every year, like a huge amount of money. I want data. You want data? Provide data for can, next I week. Can, I can provide data. Provide data for the next time we're here. I could do that. Because um, the narrative is like, oh, they just they're just taking taxpayer money, even though the taxpayer money is like five percent of what actually goes towards. Yeah. Keeping everything, keeping everything afloat. But yeah, Harry and Marco were like, we're out. Yeah. And really, you can't blame them, like, because apparently there's been this move. In light of Prince Andrew getting fired from his own family. Yes. Um, <laughs> I did fuck up. To, like, highlight the senior royals. Right. There's been a lot of, like, generational photos make, being take portraits being taken of right. of Liz and Chuck and Will and what's the kid? George. George. Terrible name for a baby. Sorry. <laughs> great name for a baby. If you named your baby George, I'm sorry. Name your puppy George. <laughs> George is name, a great name. Name your child Super Nintendo. I don't know. <laughs> Super Nintendo Chalmers. I'm all, I'm, all, I'm all about ridiculous names for children and people named for dogs. Super I made a Dashon named Phyllis once. It was the best day of my life. <laughs> oh, that's a great name for Dashon. So, like, yeah. So, there was already this push to be like, if you ain't directly in line, yeah, cool. Like, just, I'm making a sweeping motion with yeah. my hand. Just yeah. kind of go over there. Yeah. And Harry and Marco, who were kind of already not thrilled with well, everything that was yes. <laughs> considering the flagrant racism. Oh, my God. Whoo. Yeah. Britain. Britain Get your shit together. Um, but yeah, they've already been like suing the tabloids and like mm -hmm. they want none of that. Yeah. And they're like, well, you're not really going to like, you're already saying you're going to focus on these folks anyway. Right. Why the fuck are we dealing with this as much as we are? Um, apparently there was some clip of like Harry at the Lion King premiere, like flagrantly asking Bob Iger to give voiceover work to make it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> mess. Wow. I love it. I'm here for it. So yeah, I just podcast gossipy podcast about megs that are oh like my god <laughs> like been my soup's guilty pleasure this week um what else did i watch so i worked last night yep had to had to get up earlier because we're recording too yep should have gone to bed as soon as i got home yes you should have did not because caitlin yeah there, there are two episodes now and i hadn't even watched one yet of my precious sweet mm -hmm. cherished mm -hmm. protect at all costs mm -hmm. volleyball sons Yes, you mentioned that they were coming back. Hike you to the top. Yeah. Debuted last week, part of the winter 2020 anime season. How was it? The second Asahi showed up with his man bun, <laughs> and my heart went. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Never had a husband do before for Asahi. But uh, but he's not thick. Um, <laughs> he's not thick. I was going to send you a screen cap of nice, nice senpai being uh, threatening about something. No. He was. He was angry. Um, basic gist, as shown in the trailer, if you checked out the trailer. If you haven't watched Haiku, it's the volleyball anime we talked about it a while ago. You will believe that you care about volleyball as much as... I, I Like any sport you've ever cared about. You're like, oh yeah, any volleyball. Any sport, anything. 
animal yeah. rights, world peace, climate it's change. Just like when we watched that movie about the poetry slam, literal poetry slam. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, why will I ever care about this? And then what's-his-face hits his first float serve for the first time, and yeah. it's like, I will murder anyone who threatens them. Or or nice senpai is nice to everyone. You're like, yes. Okay, like this is how we change the world. <laughs> everyone needs to be nice to everyone. So it's been four years since a season of Haikyuu. Wow, that's incredible. It's, it's tragic. Um Still has the weird animation quality that it kind of always had. Right. Um, where it's not quite, it's a TV anime, right? So it's not yeah. quite as good. They save it all for the volleyball scenes. Yes. Yes. A lot of like, when people are walking. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a... It's like a hop. <laughs> like a little hop scene. Yeah. Filmed from the waist up. Um, plot seems to be, so your duo, Hinata and Kageyama, the setter mm-hmm. and the spiker, the quick yeah. attack boys, have been sort of split up. You know, they're still very much rivals. They don't really dig each other type of thing. Yeah. Um... Kageyama gets invited to go to a, like, basically the training camp yep. to scout for national yeah. team members. Mm-hmm. Um, they get officially, they would get officially invited when they were like 18, 19, but this is like now they're like 15, 16. And it's just like, check them out. Right. Kageyama gets invited to that. And Hinata's like, what about me? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, no, they only asked for him. It's yeah. like, oh, also they're doing like a regional um, first year. Right. Uh, training camp right and suki the tall kid with the glasses yeah it's like you've been invited for that one and it's like oh suki that's so great and i was like what about me <laughs> it's like no they only asked for Tsukushima. um yeah. and basically hinata crashes the first year one he just shows up yeah because he's kind of the worst he really yeah. is yeah, he um is. he shows up uh to crash that and the whole thing i i they're really leaning into like hinata you're nothing without kageyama right like he makes sure the ball gets to you all you can do is jump like yeah so, they're really leaning into, like, his struggle, but, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, like, what Kageyama's going to have to learn. Like, maybe he can't, maybe he has become so attuned to working with Hanada that maybe he can't. Yeah. And also the, um, so the last season was, like, one game. It was, like, the fucking Battle of Winterfell. Like, it was just one game <laughs> for, like, 13 episodes. Yeah. Uh, the coach of the team they played is the coach of this running this first year camp right and he's basically like tells Hanada like you can be ball boy like yeah without that center I don't think you're good for shit like yeah so if you want to the trailer yeah, I know. it's like if you want to hang but like it, it's like it's like when I was watching um Cabinary where I was like who are these people right <laughs> it's like he showed up I was like huh <laughs> who are you old coach and everybody's like oh my god it's him I was like yeah, who is he? <laughs> um but anyway just all to say delighted to have them back yeah always good to have a season of IQ. Something else that I thought I would give Kate when I was, like, previewing um, the winter anime yep. was a show by the guy who did uh, Devil May Cry Baby. Yeah. That was his name, Masaki Yuasa or something like that. Yuasa's his last name. Because um, I was never going to give her Devil May Cry Baby. No. Because even though, as I have since learned, it's just doing the what Devil Man actually is, the original plot of Devil Man. Right. It seems to revel in its own crapulence <laughs> a little yeah. too much for me. Yeah, no. Um, he's a hell of an animator and a hell of a director. Right. And this was a show called, uh, Aizoka Niwa Tewa Dasuna, or Hands Off the Motion Picture Club. Huh. About three girls in high school who are really into anime and want to make anime. Yeah. And I watched the first episode of that, and I was bored. Oh, no. <laughs> if you like anime. Well, I mean, you, you brought it up last time, and I thought it sounded super cool and interesting, and apparently not. So, I mean, like, there's just your still shot from it. Yeah. Um. So, the little one there, she's, like, loves concepts. Yeah. And, like, backgrounds and world building and shit like that. And then yeah. they meet this chick who's, like, a like a model type thing. And the mm-hmm. tall one looks like she's going to be the one that just kind of, like, you know, like, the business-minded one. The one who, like, keeps them. She's basically right. like, I can make money off you, too. Like, <laughs> so, she'll keep those two together. And there, there's, like, cool scenes where it's, like, the one who, like, works as a model and, like, is getting chased by dudes in black suits who, like, don't want her to have any fun or, like... Right. So when they both find, they find out they both draw and it's like, yeah. so, you know, the little one takes a page of her like background drawings and then takes one of the model's figure drawings and like overlays them like in a window. So it's right. like transparent. You can see them. Not like that bit was cool, but I mean, where's this going? What's the plot? Like, it's just, right. it's just a club, Jordan. God. I fear that it's going to be wankery, right? Like right. it's like animation's cool. And if animation's your bag, They're have great. at it, have at it. You're going to love it. But animation is cool. I don't know that it's going to hold my interest. Uh, the thing I'm going to give Kate in two weeks is probably the thing that is going to hold my interest for right now. All right. Oh, oh that's <laughs> so a, excited. 
dear. So excited. Um, Good Place This Week had maybe one of its weaker episodes, okay. but that is to say we are now at a show that's in its fourth season. It's the same complaint I have with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Even as you're supporting characters grow in popularity, yeah. Superstars got this problem too. Like, you don't need an E plot. Like, right. right. Yes. No, you don't. Give me three. Yeah. We don't need the design for the new afterlife. Yeah. Plus another hurdle of Chidi and Eleanor's relationship, or maybe a hurdle. Plus, I don't even remember what the C plot was in this, but it's like, you know, you love every character, so you want to see every character do stuff, so yeah. every character needs to have a plot. Right. It's like, cool, that was a problem for 15 minutes, and now it's not a problem. Okay, right, cool. Right. Yay, sitcoms. Um, but, I mean, a weak episode of The Good Place is still better than 90% of everything else you're going to see mm-hmm. on the air. And ultimately ended with a very important turning oh, point. Excellent. I mean, with three episodes left, I think? Two yeah. or three? Yeah. So, I mean, unless they're just going to, who knows, they might time jump. They might do, like, just two episodes of denouement. I don't know, but mm-hmm. interested to see where that goes. And the only other thing I watched, because my algorithms know me. Yeah. One of the dudes from Top Gear. Yeah. James May. Yeah. Have you seen this on your Amazon? Of course it popped up. Yeah. He's got a travel log. Yeah, he does. It's all about Japan. <laughs> so, of course, your man's. <laughs> have to check out at least one episode of that. Um, It's fine. I'm not a Top Gear guy. But yeah. It's beautifully shot. Like, it's, oh, okay. it's gorgeously shot. Yeah. And he also starts in the north and, like... Oh. is making his way southwards through the country. Right. So he starts in like Hokkaido and Sapporo in that area on the North Island. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to hit the northern part of the main island or Honshu. Honshu's the main island, I think. Don't come for me. Um, and then it'll be Tokyo and Kyoto and Okinawa and Osaka and he'll make his way yeah. south all the way down. Um, like to hear somebody who just flagrantly did not even try to like learn Japanese. Yeah. Like he learned like the basic. To hear somebody go, Onegeishimis. <laughs> Which is on a guy shimas, like, yeah. and even my accent's bad. But to hear this British guy, like, just dip. <laughs> he goes to like one of those little like golden guy type alley areas that have like you know fifteen six seater bars in them type of thing. Yeah, he, he ponies up and sits down, and everybody's super nice and you know talking to him and stuff. But <laughs> he drops one of these like terrible accented Japanese words, and they're like, oh, "Nandeska." <laughs> um, <laughs> But, I mean, gorgeously shot, and for somebody who's going to Japan in a few weeks, a few weeks, God, God, oh God, that's terrifying, a few months. Um, Which is basically just a collection of weeks. Shush. <laughs> it's that, fine, you've got a plan. <laughs> Do I? You have a schedule? Sort of. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's dope to look at and be like, I'm gonna be there. Yeah. If my fat ass gets arrives on a plane trip. Um, yeah, you'll be fine. I'll be fine. So, that's on your Amazon if you want to check that out. It's good chill hang. We're a good chill hang. Yeah, we are. I think maybe we'll put a pause right here. And then maybe we'll do a slight hang, and then we'll come back and hang with you all. Let's talk about the things we brought each other. Welcome back to the part of the show where we talk about the things we brought each other. Yeah, we do. This week, Jordan's thing goes first. Yes. Did you want to talk about the rules before we do that? Yes, I was going to get to that. Wow. God. One conversation about him being a writer and he gets all huffy. Do you want to put your cans on? Maybe. (laughs) Look. (laughs) I can only hold it together so much, okay? (laughs) We have a whole other one to do. We do. I don't know if this is a good sign or a bad sign. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Anyway, <laughs> we have some rules before we get going. Mm-hmm. The first one being the rule of three. The thing comes in parts. Consume three of them. Yep. Only, oh no, important for both things this week. Important for both things. Fantastic. Second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. If you want stale takes, mm-hmm. if that's how you want to live your life. Yeah, go read the Mary Sue. These fucking next week I gotta get into next week's episode I really gotta get into why you keep taking shots at Mary Sue. <laughs> okay. But if that's how you want to live your life, that's your business. I'm not here to judge you. Mm-hmm. You know, life is hard enough as it is. Yeah. You gotta you gotta like what you like. If you like Poppy on ironically, go ahead. Like that's cool. Live your life. If you want stale takes, get them wherever you can. Yeah. If you want fresh, pillowy, steaming, fluffy takes, yeah. You come to your girl, you come to your boy. And you get them takes. I mean, they don't really have any nutritional value, but they are fun to enjoy. They're like a moon cake. 
Yeah, like a moon cake. Just, just delicious. Yeah. Deliciousness for its own sake. Exactly. Because we don't even talk about the thing at all until we're in front of these mics. Yeah. I don't even know if she watched it. I don't know how much she watched. No idea. She doesn't know how much I watched. Nope. But we're going to find out shortly after we tell you about the third rule, which is not really a rule. It's a policy. Which is, there will be spoilers. Do you care? I don't know. Both of these things are kind of, have their twisty-turny moments, I, I guess. I say, they've got some twists, they got some turns, so you might care. You might care. One of these is fairly new, one of these is older. Yes. But did it just come to Netflix, or no, no, it's been, it's there, been for there for a while? For a long time. How did it take you this long? We will get to I that. Don't, I don't know, <laughs> we will, actually. We will get to that. Um, but first, we're going to talk about the thing I brought Kate, because we like to alternate. We talked about Jumanji last week, so this week we're going to talk about the thing I brought her, which was not really... Like a selection of mine. No. This is more like a single topic masquerading as a thing I brought, Kate. Yeah. Because we recorded last week. Yep. She left. And it's very rare for her to have anything to say to me <laughs> on the same day we record because <laughs> we've usually said everything for, we're usually pretty caught up by that point. Yeah. We, we have like a bar. We fill the bar. It goes ding. <laughs> it's, yeah. High five. Yep. Great. <laughs> see you next week. See you next week. Um, but she sends me this trailer. Yeah. Over Facebook and like, what, what was your comment? Watch this immediately. Uh, yeah, or, or yeah, you should watch this now. Um, and I watch it and I'm like, have you seen this? And she's like, no, I just think it looks amazing. Yeah. And I had a couple other things I was bouncing around, but I decided, you know what? I'm going to probably check this out anyway. So yeah. let's check it out and let's keep it, let's keep it crimey mm-hmm. for, for this week. Yeah. Well, something for the murder corner kids. Um, yeah. We're weird. <laughs> so I checked out Giddy Haji. Which is currently on Netflix. In English, that is Duty Shame. Yep. This is a British television series that aired on BBC Two in the UK uh, last October. The whole series released concurrently on iPlayer and internationally on Netflix this month. Yeah. I don't know when exactly it dropped on Netflix, but it is a new arrival to your Netflixes. To my mind, this is sort of the thing that will set Netflix apart going forward as they lose their licenses. Agreed. Kind of reaching out globally, finding those... Those hidden gems. Is this a hidden gem? I don't know. We'll get into that. So this is a sort of English slash Japanese co-production. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a co-production. I think it was it a was, it BBC was production. but BBC and, um, oh, I can't remember what the other studio was called. Uh, but they got some Netflix money mm-hmm. to um, film in Tokyo and London. Yeah. And it's a lot in Japanese, even though this aired in... On the BBC. Yep. Stars Takahiro Hira, Kelly McDonald. Always love for Kelly McDonald. Always. Always. You love to see it. Yosuke Kubuzuka, Will Sharp, Masahiro Motoki, Toko Igawa, Justin Long. Justin Long. Justin Long. Folks. Not expecting him to show up. No. <laughs> and Charlie Creed Miles. What is our synopsis? Uh, Kenzo Mori, played by Takahiro Hira, a Tokyo detective, travels to London in search of his brother Yuta, who's Yosuke Kubuzuka who was previously assumed to have been dead. Yuto has been accused of murdering the nephew of a Yakuza member, which, as a result, threatens to start a gang war back in Tokyo, as Kenzo attempts to navigate the unfamiliar territory of London to uncover whether his brother is indeed alive and guilty. He becomes acquainted with DC Sarah Weitzman, who is Kelly McDonald, of the Metro Police, and Rodney Yamaguchi, played by Will Sharp, a young half-Japanese, half-British sex worker. While searching for his brother Yuto in London, Kenzo must also keep his family together back home in Tokyo. However, Kenzo's investigation brings him into contact with dangerous elements of London's corrupt criminal underworld. It's not really a recommendation from me. I didn't bring it to you. We'll talk about what I thought of it in a moment. But okay. Katie Mack, yeah. what did you think of this? Uh, it was fun. Um, I loved the uh, look at sort of the differences between Japanese and British culture. Mm. Or even you say like Western culture. Um, I love the moments with his daughter where um, the uh, Kelly McDonald character and the Will Sharp character, they'll, he'll, they'll say something and the daughter will kind of look confused. They'll be like, yeah, she didn't get that. <laughs> um, I like that kind of bits and pieces. Um, I love the acting. I thought the acting was fantastic. Um, the plot... Uh, but I kind of want to. We usually, we're good when we bounce each other like things off each other. So what did you what did you think? This show was doing too much. Okay, interesting. You could sh- you could shave the episode count in half. Yeah. And just focus on the procedural. Yeah. This would probably be one of my favorite shows of the year. Yeah. 
because because it was funny because it was only in like the third episode where I was like the Kelly McDonald like that storyline why yeah why? but like you got to find I understand this was made for a British audience so yeah. they can't just do a straight Yakuza story that's not going to keep people interested well, I think it will but uh, okay. it'll keep us interested but okay that's true um but like all that stuff. All the Yakuza story. How far did you get? How many episodes did you so get? Three. Three. three? Well, okay. at the very beginning of the fourth episode, because I'll talk about that in a second. Because I think I got, I think four is the big, like, Yuto, everything he got up to that led him to that point right. type of episode. Okay. Um, and there's an episode that's looks at Sarah and Yuto and, like, both of, like, their lives basically, like, a year before the events of the series. Right. Um, so how Yuto got into the Yakuza, how he fled for London, that right. type of thing. Um, what happened with the Kelly McDonald um, ex-boyfriend type thing? Yeah, um, which has again has no relevant to the main plot no. of you know this murder Yakuza nephew type thing. Yeah, but all that type of story, like Battle of Honor and Humanity type, you know Yakuza stories mm-hmm. or Yakuza Kiwami, like yeah. <laughs> the video game with but less absurd. Like love all that stuff. There's a lot of like shoehorning going on. Like yeah, like sure his daughter just packed up and went to London because like. Why is Rodney here? Like, sure, Rodney's a great character. Rodney's but, like, a great character, but also a Why great... is he in this show? Like, he could be on his I, own show. Like, I feel like they could have intertwined the characters better. Hmm. Like, I feel... Expand. Like, I feel like there is a way, and they've done it in many shows, specifically British shows before, their stories, who they are, and I think you could have had a good setup for that. Um, I think they missed an opportunity there, and then... Yeah, it didn't quite land he's mm-hmm. there to get uh kenzo into that club yes. that puts him on the path to finding yuto yeah but like the whole soapiness of like yeah his i mean and maybe he's there to try and push the story of oh sorry this comes later but oh that's <laughs> fine hey kenzo's daughter's gay oh, okay um or at least by right. and as she hangs out with Rodney, she, like, meets a girl, makes out with a girl type of thing. Yeah. Like, maybe he's there to push that along for this, like, I don't know, commentary we're going to get on, like, you know, gay rights. and Yeah. But, I mean, like, then by the end by the end of what I got to, I think I got to, like, episode six. Yeah. Like, mild spoilers. But, like, you've got Yuto calling Kenzo's wife to, like, essentially go on a rescue mission for his baby. And I'm like, <laughs> what's the housewife going to do? <laughs> Um, okay, that's ridiculous. What did you feel about those, the occasional odd animated flashback? I, I thought it was fine, but it didn't seem to fit. Yeah, it didn't fit the vibe of the yeah. show, right? Like, they themselves were okay. Um, and I think using something like that as a uh, part of your storytelling is fine. I mean, um, in Kill Bill, they did it, right? Like, I think it can work. But in this type of drama, I didn't think it did. Um Again, I really liked the, you know, fish out of water thing. Mm. I thought that made things interesting. But I think it would have been more interesting to see a, you know, Japanese policeman working within the British system right. a little bit more. Like, I think that would have been made that that him finding his brother a little more interesting. But than like fi- it, Than falling into it, basically. Right. It's just, it's juggling a lot. Because, I mean... um. Episode three ends with like the lead up to the yeah so <laughs> some shit's gonna go down is so, that so yeah so th- there it's leading up to this like massive gunfight multiple gunfights though so you have like yes you have the yakuza boss back in Tokyo who's yep. about to get taken out because basically the chief of police finds out he's been the yakuza boss has been fucking his wife so yep. he like arrests all his underlings so he's got no protection yeah basically setting him up to get it's like. If he gets killed, it's gonna Tokyo's gonna fucking explode. Like it's gonna be a huge gang war. So these two cops with like pea shooters, <laughs> like the worst English cop in the world. Who I forgot why he was there. I was like, why is he there? I'm like, oh, he's the one who got sent for Kenzo. Yeah. Um, him and this, and also l- love to see love representation matters. Shouts to you, fat Japanese guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, who goes with like a six shooter to like protect the yakuza yeah, boss, and that's some real like yakuza Kiwami type thing. You yeah. know, guys in masks and. You know, AR-15s hopping over the, like, walled garden type shit. Yeah. So that's going on in Tokyo. Kenzo and the Albanian mob who Justin Long has. You think I'm making this up. (laughs) It's ridiculous statements coming out of my mouth. But um, basically a bunch of gunfights are going down. And, like, when all that shit was playing out, I was like, yes, I'm here for all this. Let's do all this. Kelly McDonald getting a snake dropped in her mailbox. 
don't give a fuck <laughs> about any of that. So, so yeah, that's the like basically episode three ends on that about to happen. Yes. So I'm like, okay, I have to go to bed, but I really need to see a lot of people die. <laughs> so, because murder corner. Murder corner. So I watched the beginning of episode four and I was really disappointed. Because it's all flashback shit. Well, some flashbacks, some like, there were, yeah, there were some people who died, but I wanted like more things exploding. More, more people will explode. More. Okay. That's not pe- not pe- things will explode, not people. Oh, okay, things, okay. More things. There are grenades. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, so I, yeah. So, and then I, I, I just stopped watching, but I was thinking about it and there were so many things I liked about the show and then so many things that I was like, that was silly. It's it's a real mixed bag. I mean, I'm probably going to stick with it. I'm probably mm-hmm. going to watch the whole thing, but it's a real it's a real mixed bag and I don't think it's going to satisfyingly I don't think it's going to pay off everything it's throwing at me in right. a satisfying manner. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the stuff it's throwing at me is to like, you know, hey, the housewife in Middlemarch, like <laughs> we got something for you too. It's yeah. not just like <laughs> grimy yakuza battles. Guy who plays Kenzo? Yeah. Put him in everything. So good. Aces. Yep. Guy's fucking awesome. Um like I got IMDb that guy and see like all the things what he's, he's been in. in. And yeah. if he's not in everything, put him in everything. Take him and Sam from Detroiters and put him in everything. Give him a buddy cop movie. I oh my that. god, yes, this is my dream. We workshop <laughs> <Wow>. something. <laughs> Bored. Yeah. Um. So, but again, there's there's Kelly McDonald. You love to see it. Ever since Train Spotting, so right, right hard for her. Um, but her whole storyline, she needs one, I guess. But yeah. I don't know what's going. And I mean, obviously, they're going to bang at some point. Like. Yeah, we're pretty sure. And they do have a lot, like, they have serious chemistry. They have some chemistry, yeah. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Um, yeah, there's definitely a scene where, like, they go out for a, a drink just to, like, decompress from everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And she asks him about, like, how he met his wife and stuff like that. And that whole scene while they're there is just, like, yeah, it's just great. Yeah. Um, they, did so, not, yeah. they did not bang in that episode, but they don't bang. So, th- it's just, there are some things that are great about it. And then some things that I'm like, eh, no. So, I mean, yeah, with that in mind, for me, it's probably like a seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say like seven. Maybe a seven. Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm feeling non-generous, if something is like really. Outlandish. Crazy or like, like part of me leans 6.5, but that feels like that's unfair. Yeah. Like. Um, it is doing some really good things. And I do like the having stories that like cross boundaries. Mm. I like seeing people working in. You know, not what we usually see, and I think that's worth worth a seven, worth a seven, worth a seven, mm-hmm. and it's just sitting on your Netflix. Yeah, and it's like a fun watch. Like, definitely, it's not there- solid hours though. Yes, solid hours. Be that's warned. My one criticism, you know, yeah, that's what bumps it to a seven, or might have bumped it to a six point five. Solid <laughs> hours when it doesn't need to be, and also doesn't need to be eight episodes. You could have cut. This could be a four episode show. Yeah, or a three episode show, like the thing Caitlin brought me. Yeah. Which is also so, 42 minutes an episode. So, so yeah. Two pluses for... <laughs> two pluses, two pluses for that. Because I was... I'm really worried because of the comment you made earlier. Um, It'll be fine. Just do your lead in. All right. Okay. Because I'm worried we might... We might get into a fight. Oh, we'll probably get in a fight. But. Oh, no. All right. Um, I'm also going to do the thing where I just read from Netflix because... You mean Wikipedia? That's the one. Uh, I read from Wikipedia because they've really nicely condensed this. The Bletchley Circle is a television mystery drama miniseries set in 1952-53 about four women who worked as codebreakers at Bletchley Park during World War II. Dissatisfied with the officials' failure to investigate complex crimes, the women join to investigate for themselves. They basically become a private eye quartet, like just Scooby Gang, you know, all of that. Yep. Uh, Susan Gray, Millie, Lucy, and Jean work together at Bletchley Park to decipher German military codes for the British military during World War II. After a brief brief introduction of the four women at Bletchley during the war, the series begins in 1952, seven years after the war's end, when Susan, Millie, Lucy, and Jean have returned to their ordinary lives. As the story begins, Susan learns about a series of murders that has occurred in the London area and begins to recognize patterns connecting the killings. This inspires her to return to her code-breaking past, and she reaches out first to Millie and then to Lucy and Jean after unsuccessfully trying to convince the police to follow up her theory about the crimes. As they all signed orders of secrecy about their work, which it comes into play, so that's why I'm bringing it up, during the war, the two married women um, disguise their activities from their husbands as a book club, which I think is amazing. So the series basically, I watched it, oh, 
it might have been the f- one of the first things I watched on Netflix. Oh, really? Like, it's been there since the beginning. Really? Um, I don't know how it took me this long, but I was basically thinking of crimey things. And I think it's because I just brought it up to my mother, mm. who is also, she's just, like, got Netflix, like, a couple months ago. <laughs> so she's like, what? What do I need to watch? And I'm like, oh, man, so many things. Um, so it was sort of, I guess, in bubbling around in my brain. Um, and I loved it because it has a ton of elements that I enjoy, which are <laughs> in no particular it has order. All the elements you enjoy: <laughs> ladies, ladies solving crimes, ladies code breaking and solving crimes, ladies using codes to break and solve crimes. I have written down here in my notes. <laughs> oh, oh, the 1950s. <laughs> M- made in lab for CMAC. <laughs> yep. It's like. Lady murder courted kids solving crimes with puzzles. Yes. <laughs> also period piece. Yes. Wh- what else? Yeah. Sometimes oh. you just find things that are like, this is made for me. <laughs> yes. This was made for Kate. Yes. And also, I have to bring up, of course, this this element we've you've not mentioned, you've not written down, and I've not mentioned, um, murder, like like serious murder, like graphic murder. Oh, like like fucking dead bodies. Yeah. Murder. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah. Um, I enjoyed all the characters. Um, I enjoyed that it was short. Um, mm-hmm. they, they told a story. Three episodes. Yep. It That's just it. Put a little bow on it. Yep. Um, and I really enjoy that. I like when someone has a vision and they stick to that vision. Speaking of which, don't watch Sex and Season. All right, Jordan, what did you think? So I liked it. Okay. Great premise. Yep. Great hang. Yep. Great story. Yep. Has one problem that I can't get my head around. Oh my god. I can't let go of. Okay. Susan's a fucking drip. No, she is not. Oh my god, oh she's my the god. fucking worst. No, she's not. Everyone is more interesting than Susan. That's ridiculous. Give me the Lucy joke. She didn't do anything for the first two and a half episodes. She is an introvert. They fucking do everything else for her. She and then she like runs in and like throws everybody's papers off. And it's like it's like, I found this. And Millie's like, Yeah, bitch, I was already doing that until you threw my shit off the table. Like <laughs> She's an Calm down, Susan. She's an introvert. Also, murderer? Yeah. Ain't no way you mistaken Susan for that <laughs> that hot piece you were locked in the rubble with for three days. I'm sorry. Hamster face is not getting it done. <gasps> don't be mean to her. Do not be mean to her. She's a trip. Everyone is more interesting than Susan. I disagree. I was supposed to care about the <laughs> police with their emphasis on proof. <laughs> Why won't they listen to me? <laughs> What did the police say? They want proof. Aww. <laughs> police are so mean. Wanting proof and evidence. Well, it's not about being mean. It's about the fact that they won't even try. They did try. They went out. They found a titty mag out by the lake. And they were like, yeah, okay, we tried. Go like draw try. some more draw some more string across the map, Susan. And yet. And yet. The, the montage of her, like, pulling out Bertrand Russell and, like, writing a bunch of fucking... <laughs> Pretty much, but like mathematical theorems down. <laughs> it's yeah. like, well, calm down, Susan. Susan's great. Susan's not great, but watch it for the rest of them because the rest of them are great. Susan is great. Susan is not great. She's fantastic. I want to be her friend. What's the problem with the second episode, Kate? Too much Susan or the second season? Too much? Too much Susan? No, Susan leaves. <laughs> what a twist! We have to get back to that. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm deliberately gonna watch the second season <laughs> to see if I like it better without Susan. This is the hill, Jordan. This is the hill. This is the hill. Yeah, Susan is the hill. It's not even snow anymore, or the golden triangle, or fucking apples. <laughs> it's Susan. Susan is a great character. Yo, Chris Kozak hit me up with a, with a new apple. By the way, he? he's like, I have cancer now because it's been so genetically <laughs> more genetically modified than what's the apple? And it's called like Omega Crisp or something. I don't know. <laughs> All that is to say, my feelings yeah. on Susan notwithstanding. Yes. Good show. Okay, great. Fun show. Yeah. Quick, quick pace. That's great. what we like. Yeah. You'll love to see it. Quick 45-minute episodes, done in three. Yep. Done in three. Technically done in two, really. Yeah. The third te- the third episode is really just like, okay, go get them. Like, yeah. Yeah. Really, really like the premise. Just mm-hmm. so taken aback that this, like, literally everything Caitlin McKinnon likes is in this show. Yeah. Like everything. Also, characters like Susan are Ange- great. Angela Lansbury is the only thing missing from this show, and Susan, oh you God. are no Angela Lansbury. If Angela Lansbury, like, just showed up. <laughs> she should be in the third season of Bletchley Circle. <laughs> <laughs> is she in the? Did you watch the? You obviously watched the American one that's sitting on there. 
What? Isn't there like the Bletchley Circles California Vacation or something that's on there? What? There is. There's like a Bletchley Circle San Francisco type thing. What? Caitlin. Jordan. Caitlin, how do you not know this? Jordan, what are you doing right now? Caitlin, I will find this for you like, right now. And I will show banking a second episode of going home. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, wa- gotta watch the next fucking Bletchley Circle series. How did you not know this? I don't know. I guess if you watched it forever ago, you might not have. Yeah, nothing known. nothing came up. So yeah. this is what happens when you share Netflix with a bunch of people. Yeah, but when I searched it, Bletchley Circle San Francisco came out in 2018. What the actual hell? Oh my God, she had no idea. Two highly skilled detectives from the UK team with their US counterparts to use their code-cracking talents to investigate a series of murders. Yes. Caitlin. It's eight fucking episodes long. What? You have eight episodes of Bletchley Circle, San Francisco. Oh my gosh, I hope it's good. <laughs> that I can't vouch for one way or the other. Like, what, what else do I have in my notes? It's mostly just me hitting on Susan in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, God, I think, I think yeah. Some, I think somebody, you know, because she's one of these types. It's like, you know what she reminded me of? She reminded me of Michael Pena and Narcos. Okay. okay. Like, I haven't seen Narcos. Seems like so. a weird connect, but just that, that character that like. Is fun. Fun. <laughs> She's a fucking drip. Because you know what? All she wants to talk to you about is a fucking murder. And like, yes. gr- great for you. <laughs> but at uh, some point, one of the other characters goes, what about your children? As she's like courting courting a serial killer all the time because she you know, needs a purpose in her life. It's like, what about your children? It's like, yeah, bitch, what about your children? Like, just hadn't thought about it till that point. Doesn't matter. She doesn't want to be there. She wants to do something proactive. She wants to be useful. Yeah, she wants to go have Lucy get raped and have her husband beat the shit out of her just so susan can get her little like life's purpose she becomes a better person after who susan who who susan. who does susan oh we're led to believe she confesses to her husband about everything she did during the war she does and she gets to go into research and then she becomes a better person because she has a purpose are you spoiling the second second season for her? no that's at the end of the first so season. she's not in it at all or no or do they write her off they write her off but, like, the actress isn't in it at all? No. Well, I'm excited for this. Oh, God, you're the worst. You're so mean. I'm not the worst. Susan's the worst. Maybe you're Susan. Maybe I'm Susan. <laughs> How dare you? I don't I don't knit maniacally and keep keep conspiracy theories on the back of my mirror and not tell my husband about it. It's not a conspiracy theory. No one theory. has ever knit more maniacally than this, than this woman. <laughs> you will believe rage can go into a scarf. Uh, why is this scarf hurting me? <laughs> It's just filled with Susan's rage. Uh, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed the show. It was a good hang. I may, you know, it's not high on my priority list, but I mean, if I have a want of things to uh, watch yeah. on Netflix, uh, Lord knows in this in, in this economy, we do not. No, but. no. It's like, it's basically like Netflix and Amazon was like, here. Listen, I'm going to have 13 hours on a plane at one point. Yes. I'm going to need some content yeah. in bulk to just wash down. Yeah. So you never know. You never know. I'm inclined to give it an eight, honestly. I probably enjoyed yeah. it overall more than Gary Haji. Like, oh yeah. Just for, awesome. the, for the pacing and moving along at a at a decent clip yeah. and not overstaying its welcome and getting Susan the fuck off my screen. Like, <laughs> God. you ain't it, Susan. I'm sorry. Wow. Give me the Millie and Lucy show. Millie, Lucy, and Jean. That's all I need. And that's who I get, apparently. I saw him in that. Yeah. In that still shot for San Francisco. I'm really excited. Give me fucking Jean. Oh, what's Jean? <laughs> Millie and Jean fucking stopping grenades with a hairpin. Susan's just like, oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> Millie's like, beep, boom, done. Oh Millie gets it done. Well, <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes, okay? I can't believe I got to bring you this gift of Bletchley Circle San Francisco. I'm I'm thrilled. <laughs> It's like, like the, actually, it's like the best gift. It's like it's like Haikyuu coming back. It's, yeah, <laughs> Caitlin didn't even know it was there. sitting there for two years. Caitlin didn't even know it was there. Yeah, so look forward to that report. But you're not going to get it next week. No, because we're about to go do that now. Do that now. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and since we know what we're doing, we'll let you know. I think we already mentioned on the previous episode. I think so. Yeah. That we're finally going to spend some time with the uh, with the very bizarre Harley Quinn cartoon. Yeah. that's currently out there. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that next week so please join us for that friends if you have questions or concerns or you think i'm being unfair to susan or, totally or snow or apples or macintosh apples or anything like that because you're the worst <laughs> get at us on any of our socials primarily twitter, get above twitter or email facebook all that business friends 
we thank you for joining us. Yes. As you do every week. Hopefully the snow's died down. Wow, it's really just, it keeps on going. And though it's all wet now. <laughs> wet snow. Yeah. So I think we'll put a pin in it here, folks. Thank you so much for joining us every week. It truly means the world to us. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. And we hope you will join us next week for another fantabulous episode of the Geek Down Podcast. Mando, down with meningitis. Mando, you're taking proper precautions, sir. Uh, They say it's a silent killer. Most sexually active adults have HPV. It's nothing to be ashamed of, Mando. Something like 80%. (laughs) It's not even our bit, but it's not. We've, we've literally stolen it. We've taken it. Like we're just gonna keep it going for like the next year until yeah. it comes back, and Chris uh, and Andy reclaim it. <laughs>